0: Hey, everyone, it's your girl Jenny Blaze. Welcome to another episode of Bravo and Blaze. I can't wait to have my guest today. We're having Paul from Real Reality Homosexual. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram. And he's one of the only other accounts that I actively see on both Twitter and Instagram. So I'm really excited. We're going to talk about the Real Housewives of Miami. There's so much going on already. And I just love this franchise. This is my second favorite franchise. And it's so good. It's so good. I binged season one to season two before season four was released on Peacock. And then after the first episode, I caught up on season three. So I have watched it all. Season three, I kind of didn't pay as much attention, but I know what's going on, so I'm ready to talk Miami, and I'm about to welcome my, my guest. Hey, Jenny. I absolutely love your Bravo and Blaze merch site. It's so good, and with this podcast of yours, maybe I need to co-host one of these days and we can set the record straight on a few things. Hi, baby gorgeous! Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, where we're going to get lit off all the latest happenings going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for Everything 420. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit! And keep blazing! Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining. I have a special guest today and we're going to be talking all things Real Housewives of Miami. So I'd like to introduce Paul from Real Reality Homosexual, who is on Twitter and Instagram, which I don't normally see a lot of fan accounts on both. I don't know about you, but you're like the only other one that I see who's active on both the way that I am but I wanted to welcome you. So welcome, Paul. Please feel free to introduce yourself and uh, let's hear about your account.
1: Well, it's great to be here. I'm glad that I have this time to spend with you for sure. Um, Yes, I'm on Instagram and I am also on Twitter and it is exhausting. Um, (laughs) It's 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 really hard. It's really hard to keep up with both. And I feel like different content works on different channels. Yes. And and Twitter's like a cesspool and Instagram is more like the snotty women who are who are talking shit behind your back right yeah yeah that's just how I feel but yes I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter and I love the Real Housewives and that's how I got here
0: it's so funny that you mentioned that about the difference between Twitter and Instagram because I find it to be so fascinating so wild that just the way that I mean the social media platforms are pretty similar, they're communities, right? We can share pictures on Twitter, we can share pictures on Instagram, and we can do all the same things, but it's funny to me the types of people who are on Twitter and the types of responses you get and the different types of interactions versus instagram it, it like you said, <clears throat> Instagram does feel like a little <clears throat> excuse me a little fake where they may post or comment like an, um, like a smile emoji, but really they're like, did you see what that bitch posted?
1: (laughs) It's like two thumbs up. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It's like two thumbs up. It is two thumbs up. That is so (laughs) funny. You said that. Um, Okay. So I have a few questions for you. And like I mentioned, we're going to talk about Miami. And so let me see.
1: I love Miami, by the way.
0: Oh my gosh! It's my second favorite franchise, and I'm I just started it right before season four came out. So I'm so I'm so into this season. I am loving it. I think it's amazing. My my top franchise is Salt Lake City, but this is a very close. Um, you know, they're very close. I don't know which one's better. Actually, it, my mind might be changed after this because. I know you like unpopular opinions, not saying my opinion is popular, but we may have some different opinions. So I'm, I'm very interested in hearing your, your side of things, uh, what you think. And my first question is, did you watch Miami as it aired in season one, two, and three, like real time?
1: Oh, yes. To two and three, no to one. I didn't never watch one while it was actually on air, but I tuned in for two and three.
0: Okay. So if, if anyone listening has not seen Miami or knows much about it, just to give you some background season one first aired in 2011, that is 11 years ago, season two followed the following year. Then season three came out immediately. But then after 2013, there was a long hiatus. It was about eight years or almost nine years. And now we're here at season four. And they ha- no one has really said why. Why was well, there such a big gap?
1: I, I guess I don't know that to be a fact. But like the rumor is that it had to do with Mama Elsa's death. Because Mama Elsa originally mm-hmm. had a show on BravoTV.com. I think it was like a web series. Yes, and I can't remember what it was called, Havana or something, but Mama Elsa was like the original star of Real Housewives of Miami. So I think Andy thought without Mama Elsa the show wouldn't work. And like in my opinion, Joanna and like Lisa Hawkstein were never going to be friends and weren't going to recover. Leah was so far removed in season 3 at the end, yeah. like she was on an island, so like the cast kind of fell apart. So I can understand why it went on hiatus. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why it took so long to come back. Yeah. But- Oh, I'm going to have to figure out what that show was called. Mama Elsa show.
0: Mama Elsa reminds me. Oh gosh. What's that guy's name? I just watched a documentary on um, that famous psychic who was huge. He was like making millions. Oh my gosh. I can't remember his name. Whoever's probably one of my listeners knows and is, is getting or screaming the name right now because she told me to go watch it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's fascinating. And it reminds mama Elsa reminds me of him because she's very like, she pretends like she's a psychic or she is a psychic. I don't know. But um, my favorite thing ever in Miami was the psychic off. If you know, so this is season two, I believe. And it was after the lingerie party when Norman Baker came to Leah's house. And he was doing like readings on everyone. He told Lisa she was going to have a son, but only when the dog was sick. When the dog died, or something. Or yeah, the Uh, dogs. Yeah, the dog was sick. And the psychic came. And so Mama Elsa goes up and she's like, he doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. And then he's like, she was like trying to, oh, she even said, I feel like I should go up with him, but he doesn't know what he's doing. And so when she finally did go up with him, she took off her shoes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which was so weird. Like, I don't, I mean, maybe it was her thing. I don't know.
0: I kind of get it. I feel like, I mean, I don't know if I believe in like, you know, stones and crystals and all that, you know, like energies, all that stuff. I'm not sure. I just placebo effect everything. I'm like, yes, I love that. I love that praise Mary Cosby, whatever I got to do, <laughs> Take the yeah. crystals, you know, whatever. Um, shoe, I lost my train of thought. Why was I? trying? Well, to I them? was,
1: I was going to say oh, the, the shoes. Gro- yeah. The
0: grounding is like a method
1: for anxiety. Right. So like, yeah. if you have a panic attack, you're supposed to go barefoot on the right. ground, ground yourself. So maybe that's why she had her yeah. shoes off. Cause that helps her. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's what I was alluding to. So it okay, was basically like, I've heard that if you have like you're actually touching the ground, it does have, you know, effects on your energy or something like that. So I see that. But she goes up, and they're both like trying to out psychic the other one, and it was just so funny to me because like, uh, neither one was backing down from it either. They're like, "I'll tell you, no, 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 I'll tell you," and it reminded me so much of Mary Cosby this season when she went on that podcast. And they did like a pray off, like the podcast hosts, they prayed. This
1: is how you me- do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do it. Amen. This is how you do it. That but shit was watch funny.
0: Watch me, watch me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray. So yeah, I just, I love moments like that, that are just so bizarre and awkward. I live for it. So,
1: oh, and didn't they <laughs> hug after
0: Yeah. After they were
1: done doing their thing, I think they hugged each other.
0: Yeah. I think so. They were, they were amicable.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but it was just, I don't know. I would have loved to be like a fly in the wall or like when she was fanning herself and Marisol was telling her to sit down and she said, I'll sit when I die. Like, (laughs) I want to be when I'm that age, I want to be that like fancy free and carefree and not give a fuck.
0: I want to be like that now, but well yeah
1: I can't be like that now because I have responsibilities and like I a know. house and a job and shit and you're a mom know. like you don't understand
0: I know it sucks just kidding but
1: so we're yeah. sitting here talking about it and stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep exactly so okay so you did not watch the first season live but you watched season two and three live were you on twitter at that time I was
1: on twitter at the- that time, but on my personal, I used to have like a pretty well followed personal Twitter account, and I'm not really sure what made me date that. I think it was some like subterfuge with Dallas season three, some drama after the season. But anyway, but it was my personal account for sure that was live mm-hmm. on Twitter
0: at that. Okay, time. so um, the reason why I'm asking is because I am fascinated by the next level of entertainment we get from social media and not just from the actual Bravo liberties, but the fans and it just takes it. It opens up this whole new world and and there's side drama going on as the show is airing that people don't even know about. Like I just learned about this recently or like it it just suddenly clicked in the last like year even though I've been watching Bravo for 20 years now.
1: It's like, it's very weird. And it's not even, it's drama that's derived from the shows we're watching, mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with the show.
0: Yeah. And there's, it's just so funny to me that, I mean, when I first joined Twitter, I didn't really think about the Bravo celebrities even looking at the tweets unless I specifically tagged them, which I don't normally do. I'm not trying to get their attention. I'm just trying to you know, have conversation and engage with people and see what people think. Um, Because I also think it's crazy and wild that two of the same people can be watching the same exact show and have completely different views. So when a Bravo Liberty actually replies when I don't tag them, I think it is just wild. It is a different level. Like Mary Cosby, luckily- She's always watching. I did not expect this- in season two, but she, and I didn't even like her season one. And now I like her because of her entertainment value, but I didn't think she would come after me. All I said was I posted a, a repost of her. She took a pie chart from, I think Bravo Holix d- data. I'm going to have to like look up their name and tag them in this episode description, but they had a pie chart of everyone's screen time for the last episode. And oh, yes. Mar- Mary, reposted it, but then the comments got wild. So she took it down, but I had screenshot the picture. So I posted it on Twitter and like three days later, all I said was who did this? Cause I thought it was so funny that somebody was sitting there with like a, the stopwatch, uh-huh. you know, like timing, timing everyone <laughs> and putting it into a spreadsheet, like just that thought of what like someone doing that was so funny to me so I go who did this and why is Mary reposting it did not tag her she replies three days later yeah I reposted it what about it and I almost died <laughs> in my seat like right there on the spot because I was like oh my god Jesus is coming after me but luckily it's- she didn't block me so that's good
1: well, yeah. And I just tweeted, I think it was this morning out that I, or this afternoon that I um, am still safe from a Mary Cosby block. Oh, and I've, I've had opinions about Mary Cosby. And so me I, too. Yeah. I I don't know how I'm not blocked, but she's Same. wild. She like crawls th- the hashtag.
0: There's yes. a lot of people
1: that do that though.
0: Michael Rappaport did that to me once when he was on Watch oh. What Happens Live. He's such a little bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mary Cosby. So I've been like, like looking up Mary Cosby's Twitter because she's been so unhinged lately. She just replied to Michael Rappaport, who posted a video of himself saying he has COVID, but he, you know, he's fine, whatever. And she replied with like a heart and a prayer emoji. And I thought that was like the most crazy. Mary Cosby only has like 200 tweets total on her account. And, and these she always are replies the ones- back. She does? She well, she always replies back to
1: a tweet. She never tweets a new tweet.
0: Oh. Ha- have
1: you ever noticed that?
0: That is true. Lately, like she she only had a few, she didn't have that many tweets. Like I I just started last year and I have like over 10,000 tweets. And <laughs> <laughs> not that that makes me look great or anything. Um slightly embarrassing, but it's funny to me that she's only has like a less than 200 And these are the tweets that she's choosing to (laughs) engage on. It's just, it's so wild to me. And we're getting sidetracked. I know this isn't about Mary Cosby, but (laughs) how can we not talk about her? I, you know, I, I was
1: not surprised she didn't show up. Like, I think that if you pay attention to, and you're good at this, if you pay attention to what, they say, and after specific things, like, I think there was a tweet or a comment on Instagram that somebody has said, Mary, are you going to show up to reunion. And it was something like, hell no, these bitches don't deserve me or something. Like there was a comment somewhere. I saw it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. And if you just pay attention to the side conversations these women are having, you can figure out what's going on without having to be yes. told oh, anything.
0: So, okay. So the reason why I asked you if you were on Twitter when season two and three were airing was because I wanted to know if there was any side things going on. Cause I haven't really seen anything during season four yet, Mm-mm. but, but I just love, like, that's just another side that people don't really know about. So I love talking about it. And I think that's why Salt Lake City is my favorite right now because they do engage and they mm. are on Twitter sometimes while the show is airing, tweeting, not just to fans, but to each other. Yeah. Like that's so like, ah. uh,
1: well, and back in season, like two and three of Miami, Twitter was still, I feel like fairly new. And so like Adriana's thing with Karen, she beat me to the tweet. Like I feel like if they took the tweets yeah. more seriously back then as a celebrity, yeah. now mm-hmm. they'd probably be on Instagram, likely more than they would be on Twitter but there was never I don't remember any side like crazy shit happening back then and maybe it's just because I wasn't involved in it I don't know (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's why I wasn't involved in it not that I'm involved in it now but I feel like I irritate people so like whatever it is what it is maybe you
0: should start it up
1: for season four (laughs) I don't know I don't know. I love season four too much. I don't want to talk shit about the Miami housewives because I'm happy with really all of them.
0: Yes. I'm, I'm loving Miami. I love the diversity. I think that's why my, I mean, Salt Lake city is, has a pretty diverse cast as well. So I think maybe that's why they're my top two. I like diversity.
1: Yeah. I did not like New York. (laughs) They are not, and they're not diverse at all, which is why I don't really care for them, but I feel like Miami has always had like a Cuban they've always had a Caucasian they've always had that that ethnicity piece of the puzzle that they needed to have
0: yeah and I think that's why I love Miami so much because with Salt Lake City there's that religion aspect that brings it to a different level whereas like with Miami there's that like you know there's different ethnicities we have a Russian woman Russian lesbian lesbian I know Speaking of, let I don't, I don't want to like hang on to old seasons too much, but I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of things. Um, I do have some, so I put out some tweets, some stories asking, you know, some of our followers to weigh in on the discussion a little bit. So I'm going to actually share those with you. I don't. Okay. Okay. Hold on. This will be exciting. This is um kind of nerdy, all right? So that, cow, that cow costume is something else, Franklin. <laughs> Franklin, I love Franklin. Okay, so, all right. We reached out to our followers, our listeners, our viewers, and we asked them some questions on what they want us to talk about for Real Housewives of Miami, and- you know, no surprise. They're all talking about season four. So the first thing that we have from Franklin Ramirez on Instagram is, is it overhyped? What do you think?
1: Miami? No, I, I hype Miami all the time because I think that it's great. Let me say (laughs) this. I don't think people that didn't watch one, two or three, when it aired, understand the the historic moment of Miami coming back eight years later like it just feels so good to have it back and so I think that's the piece maybe they're missing that people that watched it when it was actually airing have if that makes sense
0: well also it's on Peacock which is like what's going on why is Bravo putting things out on Peacock now
1: well I mean I don't know I feel like I have theories for for Peacock I feel like the, the shows that are still popular, but are not highly rated like Dallas. I think Dallas eventually will come back, but it will go to Peacock. It will not come back to Bravo because it doesn't depend on ratings. If you put something on Bravo and have it depend on ratings, it has to make money, right? And there's mm-hmm. budgets involved where the budget looks completely different on Peacock than it would on Bravo. And streaming doesn't count viewers and viewers aren't in the equation of success on a streaming service like real time right now viewers right guess. i mean i don't know that for a fact but i can that's what i can figure out about the whole thing right
0: i don't really know that side of like the entertainment business how they choose those kinds of things but on that note i'm gonna go the next one because i have a bitchy tv guide from twitter (laughs) And Bitchy TV Guide says, what's your opinion on Peacock versus Bravo production? Do you think Adriana is by is Real Housewives of Miami more elegant than Real Housewives of Beverly Hills now and anything revolving around Cuban Barbie and her past relationships? Laugh emoji.
1: Oh, my God. That's like five questions all roped into one.
0: (laughs) So. (laughs) I just want to touch on, I mean, we, we did kind of touch on the Peacock versus Bravo production. You can tell the difference. We don't, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know why. And I was hoping you could give more insight, but um, you, you can tell the difference even in just like the, the cast photos, you know, just like the promo stuff. It does seem like a completely different production, which it clearly is, but what, like what are your thoughts on the differences do you, does one seem a little more janky than the other is one more like obviously has a bigger budget or I don't know I, don't,
1: I feel like the new cast photos that have been coming out um so I'll call out Orange County's most recent cast photo and the Jersey cast photo from I think two seasons ago when it all changed I feel like people want more of what used to be like Beverly Hills gets a new cast photo and a new intro shoot and new intro cards every season, pretty much. I think there's only been two seasons, this last one, and maybe Rennis and Eileen's second season that they recycled a cast photo. And I feel like that's part of the experience of watching Housewives is getting a new cast photo, getting a new intro, you know, yeah, intro yeah. looks. I so love maybe, it. maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's nostalgia that is like, I don't know ruining it for people or they want more of it I personally prefer the better produced cast photos I was not a huge fan of Miami's when it first came out but after I stared at it for like 15 or 20 minutes I'm like okay I can actually really dig this because it's just different it feels shiny it feels bright it feels it does
0: it does and however though with Ultimate Girls Trip being on Peacock I thought maybe it would be a little more similar to that production style well, I'm loving Miami's way better. I thought Ultimate Girls Trip was kind of bizarre a little bit. Like, housewives on the island, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I liked it. I think that it gave us an opportunity to see, damn, see these people in a different um, light. No pun intended. Um, but I do feel like Miami had to come out of the gate pretty pristine pretty sparkly because if they didn't it they would have probably gotten that oh they rebooted Miami and it sucks yeah. or they would have rebooted Miami and it did this so that's why I think a we have a large cast and b yes we got the graphics we did
0: I just loved episode one the very very beginning intro mm-hmm. with mama Elsa talking in the background the yes. close-up shots on the The heels, getting out of the cars, the slow motion, like all of that was just so glamorous, and that is what I love about all housewives. Mm -hmm. I want to see filthy rich, I want to see glamour, glitz, all of that, and that I feel like they're bringing it. I love Miami. I have like chills and goosebumps on my face right now just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, well, and I think too they picked the perfect people for the nostalgia piece of the cast right like Alexia clearly is the supreme here
0: oh my gosh yes
1: I think that Adriana not being full-time was a curveball but after hearing that's because she was in school and she couldn't make all the filming I understood that piece I wish I'm shocked at Larsa we're getting sidetracked sorry I know but I'm shocked at Larsa
0: yeah I'm gonna cut you off there because we we're gonna talk about Larsa and speaking of Adriana uh, Adriana uh, A Loop, did I say that right? Meg Cuddy from Instagram. Um, her response when I asked, you know, what do you want us to talk about, was all of them. I want to know why Adriana isn't full time. Damn it! And so yeah, you mentioned that um, she. So on Watch What Happens Live, I think she addressed it, and that's when she said, you know, she's in at Harvard right now getting her master's. What is she getting her master's in? By the way, do you know? I don't know that. Okay. Um, so I guess, but really, I feel like so far in six episodes, she's she's been in a lot of scenes. She's kind of bringing a lot of people together. Like Julia wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Adriana. So it is a little bizarre. And there are some rumors about, I don't know, some petty stuff, <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like hopefully she'll be cast as full-time next season. I'm, I love Marisol for sure, but I feel like she, she's one that will like weave in between the cast and keep them connected. And I feel like Mm -hmm. Adriana can really do that as well. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's why she's not full-time. Maybe she's too good at being like the glue that just kind of gels around the group. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's bugging me, but who knows? We may never know. I wonder what her tagline would have been. Did she ever say that? Um, I don't can't know. Remember. I'm I'm maybe getting my master's at Harvard, but I'm a master of everything. I don't know.
1: <laughs> getting a man with no words. <laughs> those attack taglines from season one, two, and three. Like, I can get a man with no words um I, I don't know you'd have I to go speak back
0: for, i so. speak four languages but i can get a man with no words yeah see, like thank that. you
1: another one yeah
0: <laughs> so funny um okay so who is this her name is i don't know it says ab uh, S- ab stebbins ab stebbins but i feel like i her name is like amy or something that's a beautiful dog
1: in the, fi- in the picture.
0: Absolutely. I never even pay attention to profiles. It's funny that you you notice those. Okay, so this is actually Annie. Annie Bruker Stebbins. So she okay. wrote from Instagram, your thoughts on Dr. Nicole and her hubs. I think they're fire emoji. What do you think?
1: I'm more, well, I was just going to say, I'm curious to hear what you, you think first.
0: Oh, okay. I'll tell you. Uh, complete snooze fest <laughs> i'm not into it i don't know why she's even a housewife and i'm already bored with her i'm sorry dr nicole maybe you're a lovely person but i'm just not into it i zone out when she starts talking about her dad i don't know
1: well i tweeted a
0: jerk <laughs> no I,
1: <mean. laughs> I tweeted yesterday after i watched it and when she was meeting her dad and she got out of that um uh rolls-royce like that was the moment where i looked at her i'm like okay so maybe she really is a very rich bitch and yeah. she is a quintessential real housewife so i'm the jury is still out for me on dr nicole
0: i have um, another thought about dr nicole speaking of how rich she is i suspect something fishy and i don't know if it's because i'm on a high from jen shaw and erica jean I'm like, I'm like obsessed with true crime. I love all that stuff. So maybe I'm just like, you know, being skeptical, but I don't understand a lawyer and a doctor having a $40 million home and like flying to wherever for lunch. And
1: yeah, that was wild.
0: I mean, that was super cool. I like that. That's, that's cool. But how because I know people who are doctors and lawyers and they don't have $40 million homes. So mm-hmm. I feel like they need to address that. Otherwise I'm going to think something fishy is going on. Yeah. And until you said that, I guess I didn't really even think about that.
1: Like, I don't really generally ever do deep dives into housewife finances because I don't really care that much about that. Uh, oh, but now I that care. you say that, like, <laughs> I I feel like, I feel like you're probably right in to suspect something or just seeking clarification. Maybe yes, is better. That,
0: that's better. Yeah. That, that is a good way of putting it because you're just seeking
1: clarification.
0: Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Like, like with Mary Cosby, I was seeking clarification <laughs> on why this pastor was a pastor when she's saying the things she says.
1: <laughs> well, um, funny. if we weren't sitting here talking about them, no one would be. So they should thank us.
0: Oh, absolutely true. So from Twitter, I have El- Alpha Delta at Real Mrs underscore Davis. Thoughts on first season Larsa versus Current? She was kind oh, of God. a nightmare.
1: <laughs> yes, she was. So first season Larsa was not fourth season Larsa at all. No, not in any way, shape, or form. Mm-mm um and actually I like Larson season four because I feel like maybe she's living her life because she's not like under Scotty's wing like she was very much like oh I gotta go home my husband I think there was I was maybe like the third episode in where her and Christy and Adriana went to that club and Adriana was getting up on that guy do you remember that episode yeah she was like what is she was trying to go home right like very prudish like yeah yeah Yeah. so I didn't like that Yeah. yeah I like season four Larsa better. I'm yeah. actually shocked I like her as much as I do, actually. Because I was kind Same. of a Larsa hater before.
0: Well, I don't know. I I just watched... So I, I didn't even know Larsa was on Real Housewives. I knew her from the Kardashians.
1: And see, I didn't watch her on the Kardashians at all.
0: Oh, my gosh. So we have, like, totally different, like, views of her. With, so, see, this is what's fascinating about reality TV. Because there's so many different views there's different ways of looking at them and at this like at the end of the day no matter what our opinions are we really well unless you're like talking to them normally which you may or may not too, but just saying we really don't know these people and we don't we see a produced version of their life on this show so yeah absolutely right so I'm just giving my opinion based on like the entertainment that I'm seeing and I don't know Larsa could be super nice and I'm just like seeing these clips where she I'm not I don't even know if I like Larsa (laughs) I just (laughs) I'm just using her as an example right now but um okay so any other thoughts on Larsa before we move on because the next one is a heavy topic
1: um yeah no nothing really more with larsa i'm glad she's on she can come back for season five (laughs) but after that if she sucks then she's not back on for season six so if casting wants to call my phones can ring
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think she's pretty interesting it's i'm looking forward to the rest of the season i would i would have her back if we had to make a decision right now um, okay, so the next one is from Aaron Cliff on Instagram. And mm. this is where we start going into Alexia, her ex husband's lover, and how it's a man. And yes. she said that she didn't know he was gay, but there were lots of rumors. They got divorced. A year later, he passes away. And then she I. It almost seems like she wanted like would only allow herself to accept the fact that he may have been gay until after he died because like because then if you know when that when he's still alive like I feel like that might be too much for her you know what I mean and she didn't want to face it and she was in denial what do you think
1: um I think that 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 theory could track I will say and I <sighs> Alexia the whole Alexia Herman thing like that rumor they didn't talk about it on the show back in the day but I had a friend who lives here where I live maybe five years ago six years ago Ooh. and he used to live in Miami and he knew about that rumor. He told me about that rumor because he happened to know that I liked The Real Housewives. So that rumor has been around for a long time.
0: Yeah. And also Alexia, her first husband. Well, So I, one day my husband put like a documentary on from Netflix and it was Cocaine Cowboys. And I remember seeing, mm. I was like, I don't, I never saw Real Housewives in Miami, but I feel like she's a Miami housewife. <laughs> I don't know why I just like, I just Googled it real quick. And I was like, oh my God, this is a housewife. This is another reason why I need to go catch up on Miami. But it's strange to me that Alexia, is she just like someone who's in denial or does she really just like, is she playing stupid? Like, what is it that she's had, has a history of like being married to these men with huge red flags?
1: Yeah. I'm not sure about her like past choices with men. Obviously both of her husbands have turned out to be in hindsight, not good for her. Um,
0: Deceptive. I th- I, I don't know if Herman was bad for her, but he was deceptive. Obviously. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think deceptive is actually a better way to term that than how I spoke on it. I think deceptive is better because there was something they were both hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Alexia has a very healthy grasp after his death, Mm -hmm. to your point on, on Herman's being gay. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure why it was never handled prior to his death. I don't know. I mean, even after their divorce, they got divorced and he was still alive for a year. Yeah. So I just wonder why it didn't come out sooner. I don't know, but. It's sad the man couldn't live his life as he wanted to. I That's know. so heartbreaking to me. I like, know. It has really been out tragic. since I was in grade school. So like, I can't imagine I'm 37 now. I can't imagine like going through that whole time, not being able to be myself. Like, that no, was really I,
0: sad. I totally get it. It breaks my heart. And when Alexia told the story about how she talked to Herman's lover for how many hours, like four hours or something. Mm hmm. She was saying like, you know, I really believe that they cared about each other. They were in love. He took care of him and his family. And like, in that moment, I was like, because at first hearing, okay, she married a man who was gay. I was like, what a jerk, you know, like, how dare you? (laughs) But then (laughs) like to Alexia, she's such an amazing person. But then, you know, at the same time, I understand that, you know, Times have changed. I remember, like, just even during my lifetime, things have changed. And so, and he was an older guy, I'm sure even my, my uncle never really officially came out. And unfortunately he passed away before he came out to the family, but like everyone knew. And it's like, it makes me so sad that like you said, he couldn't like really live his true self during his lifetime. And sadly he passed away.
1: Yeah. So- Um, well and to the question from Aaron Cliff I don't know the identity of Herman's lover um I mean and I didn't even go try to find him on Instagram the only thing I saw of him was on the show and the the pictures they showed of him were nice to look at it looks like he has a great body
0: oh my gosh I was like whoa (laughs) I will say this though, I was, I
1: was ready for them to meet. I was ready for him to be on camera, but I understand if he was not comfortable filming that, that sequence of events, I can understand that. But then production shouldn't have given us it that way.
0: That context was
1: some BS and it was a cliffhanger that wasn't deserving of being a cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a huge, I mean, it's a huge deal that she went and talked to him. Um, I'm glad that they even showed that, you know, or even had her, telling the story about what they talked about I just I don't know there's some it's it's such a heavy topic but there's more about Alexia to come um so the next one I want to this is from Dina J 1018 from Instagram I want to talk about Todd and how I do think he is in Alexia's corner and is a loving man I actually agree with this I think his delivery and his message was awful, but the actual message of, Hey, you guys need to stop being in denial. You may, you have some trauma that you need to heal from. And, you know, I think you would benefit from some therapy. He obviously, he could have said his message way nicer than he did, but yes, I don't know. What do you think about Todd? Are you, are you team Todd or not team Todd? I mean, I think
1: he's fine. I think there's something to be said to the point you just made of, of wrong delivery style, but still responsible at the same time at this point because he is in their life as a yeah. father figure. So, like, he couldn't walk away. Like, mandatory reporting style. Like, yeah, if you exactly. see something, say something.
0: Yeah, like, hello. Um, mm-hmm. This, this... He's not a minor, but he's... um.
1: I mean, he's certainly challenged to the point where he can't be left alone. He he's, does not he's think like a de- as a normal yeah, 30 year old or however and, he is.
0: And he's like a dependent. And so if, yes. if they get married, you know, that's his son too. And I, at, like, I'm a stepmom and my daughter um, has a stepmom. And I can only imagine if something happened to my stepchild under my watch, you know, like, I think Todd is... Traumatized from that night because Frankie actually died. Right, he died and like came back that night. I thought that's what Alexia said.
1: I don't know. Is that what she said? Like, like uh, he, I don't know. Stop
0: breathing or something. Uh,
1: something like that. I think it was to the point where like they had to. I think you're right that they had to resuscitate him or something. Or yeah. maybe it was that he stopped breathing or something.
0: Yeah, it sounded really scary to me, and I can only imagine. You know, Todd is like, oh my god. How is this happening? And then he see, you know, it's because he went out with Peter or whatever. But so Peter's a whole other situation. But I'm gonna go to the next one because so T- Tammy Sue. Oh, I can't see it.
1: It says Tammy Sue's hairdo when Todd was talking about Frankie coming home black and blue after parting with Peter. I don't really know what he meant.
0: Yeah. What and was then he that? said,
1: "Yeah, what was that all about?" um i i don't know like i wonder if there's additional context that like we just straight up don't know about another issue that's happened in the past i mean i that's the only thing i can think of what it what it might be i i don't know
0: it sounded so weird it just i was like what the hell um it could have so, yeah. been
1: one of those moments where Todd thought that he was going to go there and like, maybe Alexi gave him a look like you better shut the fuck up right now yeah, or something maybe. like that, you know?
0: Yeah. Cause also, I mean, I know that, so this is reality TV. They knew they were going to go and talk about this, right? Like Peter came over just to talk to Todd. It was a scene, literally. Mm-hmm. It was a scene. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like they, this can't be the first time they've talked about this. And I do, like you're saying, there may, I think there's more to the story because it just got so, there's no way that that was Todd's first time addressing this is all I got to say, because the level of passion he had and his intensity yes. was so huge that like, I really felt like it was real. Their emotions were real. I just don't know everything though, you know? So it's kind of weird.
1: Yeah. But he I- definitely went from zero to a hundred in like <laughs> three seconds. Yeah. Like he was instantly pissed that he has to relive it. And I think, didn't Alexia go on, watch what happens live and make a statement or somewhere like that perhaps they, or no, it was Todd. When he put that statement out, he said that they had been filming for several hours and they were filming. He and Peter were filming by themselves. And what we saw was at the end when Frankie and Alexia came back into the scene and oh my god when Frankie came for Alexia to like comfort her dude I am such a I'm a cancer so I'm very emotional I was bawling yeah me too oh my god I that was like the most comforting thing like here he is this this person who life changed so much is now dependent of his mother comforting his mother who took care of him it was just a wildly emotional moment very Very raw,
0: yes. Oh my god, it was. I was at, in those types of moments like that, in Family Karma season two like, those oh, are the moments yes. that I appreciate. And I'm just like, thank you for allowing us to even see this right now. Like, thank right. you to the Bravo Labs, yeah, and for it's sure. Just, it, it's just a beautiful thing. Like, oh my gosh, these are raw emotions, these are real people. So, oh. It
1: shows their commitment to making the storyline go and in the, the show work, right? Because I really don't think that if Alexia was involved, the reboot would have happened the way it did.
0: Yeah, well, Alexia is season four.
1: Uh-huh. why well, exactly. so many
0: things going on and then mm-hmm. outside of it, like we we're talking about, you know, there's things going on on Twitter and social media. Well this time with Alexia, her son, Peter, got arrested and we found out this same night where Todd said you're gonna wind up in jail you better be careful you need to manage your anger or your emotions or whatever he said and you know oddly enough that same night he it's announced that he got arrested i don't know exactly what time he got arrested but it's very convenient that we find that out that night and so i mean damn alexia she's got so much on her plate
1: well and can i just say i'm sure that peter has demons that are causing him to be in distress,
0: personally. Yeah, I think um, Peter has never really dealt with the trauma from Frankie's accident. Or even
1: his father being in prison for that years too. and years when he was a child being li- not lied to by his mother but like Alexia didn't like tell him yeah. tell the boys what was going on back in the day I know it's really like sad. so I'm sure that he has shit that he's never really dealt with and just oh 100% up and drugs and shit
0: 100% and I do feel like I was just talking to um I think I was talking to my husband about it and I was saying I feel like children who are defiant are actually the ones who are more sensitive and have not been given the tools to fully manage their emotions. And so it's easier to flee. It's easier to remove yourself from the situation or, like, you know, try to do what you want to do because then you have to address those emotions. You yes. know, it's like, I don't want to go clean my room because well, damn it, I'm a hoarder and there's so much <laughs> shit in there. I don't want to do it you yeah. know? and they don't want to address it. So I, I feel like Peter is a really good person inside. I think he loves, I, I think he loves Frankie so hard. I think he loves his mother so much, but he's, he hasn't worked through things and it's weird that he's like older now. Like I always, when I watch the first three seasons, I'm like this kid, but Mm. he's like 30 something and divorced. Yeah. Well, I think that
1: this is going to be profound, probably like when, when you deal with any kind of loss and I'm speaking from a personal level, because I lost my mom to cancer back when I was 24. So like 13 years removed, but when you go through trauma, you have to grieve whatever it is that is, plaguing you. He's grieving his old life the way, yes. he, or the way Frankie used to be. He's 100%. He, hasn't, he hasn't dealt with the grief patterns and the yes. grief shit that he needed to. And from personal experience, I spent nine years not paying attention and honoring like my feelings about the situation. Mm-hmm. And until I realized that the only way my mother was going to get to me was through my emotions. Mm-hmm. Like once I figured that out and like applied it, oh my God. Cardinals changing, he's right? on the ground. It really was. <laughs> so I think that once he finds that that point in time where he gets okay, like I have to move on. I think then he'll start to heal better. But he's just grieving yeah. so much shit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I need totally, to go negative right there.
0: <laughs> no, that's. An, I mean, that I'm so sorry to hear about your mother. That is so sad. And I also recently just went through my first loss ever. Like I thought it would be like my parents that I would lose first, but it was actually the baby that I was carrying. So that was like very, very like, I don't even know what the word is, but I never felt anything like that before. And so I started to read more about grief and I was like actually feeling, like I knew about grief because I was like in change management before in the corporate world. And I know that like change, in a work setting, like if you start using a new program or whatever, it's a bitch, right? Everyone hates it. And you go through the the stages of grief where you're in denial. You're like, no, I'm still going to use the old system. I'm um, sorry, honey, the old mm-hmm. system's gone. And you're yeah. like, well, <laughs> fuck that. And you're like yeah. angry. Then you start getting mad. And then you're like, then you go into like the sadness of like accepting and you're just like, this fucking sucks, you know? And so, I mean, I don't, I'm not just trying to downplay, you know, grieving or a loss, but I never, I knew the stages of it, but I never actually went through it. And you really do need to like, feel it, feel your Mm -hmm. feelings and just kind of sit with it with time. It's different for everyone. I feel like, so I, I don't know, I don't want to judge anyone on how they deal with their losses because it's different for everyone. I feel like, and like you said, I really do feel like Peter, he has never Grieve the loss of the life that he thought he was going to live with his younger brother because mm-hmm. Frankie was 13, 12, or 13 when that car accident happened. Like, my daughter's 12. I can't imagine having a completely different daughter like tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's very strange and to have your like sibling. I mean, how I don't know how close in age they are, but, um, yeah, I don't know either. But Peter's even older. So he's going like, you know, he fully for like 12 years was probably imagining this life that he was going to have with his younger baby brother. Yeah, it's So sad. It is sad. Okay. Can we move on? Yeah, now? we need to go. We need to move <laughs> on. We can't, we can't stay here. So, okay. Evan or no, this is, I think her name is Emily Van Uden Naren. I used to say Evan Uden Naren, but it's. <laughs> I think it's Emily. Um, she said from Instagram, Alexia, all of it. And uh, Adriana and Julia. So what do you think of Adriana and Julia? Why is Adriana getting so upset that Julia is like flirting with other people? I mean, it's weird to begin with that they're even flirting with each other. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Uh, I agree with you that it's the the flirting dynamic between adriana and julia is weird to me because i've never that was never what we saw in the earlier seasons she was with frederick right so like mm-hmm. there was never any playful any kind of banter yeah. i think she's probably jealous yeah that she's not the only person that julia has that type of relationship with yeah like it I would be that- like me like having i mean uh a straight friend that would flirt with me and like be my like straight boyfriend you know what I mean like wait do you have have those no but I'm 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 trying to create a comparison yeah I'm trying to to understand yeah it would be like if I had like a bestie that always like cuddled with me when I was sad or something like that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like we had that really close relationship and it would be like me getting pissed off if he was like going to give another person attention attention maybe I don't know Sorry, maybe a bad comparison.
0: No, but. I'm I'm trying to think of it too. I don't have any like lesbian married lesbian friends, so I don't know if I like if I put myself in that situation, I don't it doesn't make sense to me like why are you why are they doing that? Number 1 Julia's married. Number 2 Adriana I don't think she's into Julia that way. I think she's like she's doing it as a, almost like a novelty. As yeah, like she which annoys me. yeah which annoys yeah. me I don't like that like ugh. but I love Adriana so that's where I'm like conflicted yeah I,
1: I don't know if I'd go as far to say she she like gay baits Julia
0: but Ooh. I feel like I didn't know that she, was a thing can you explain she, what gay bait is just sure for anyone who doesn't so, know? like
1: uh, the last time I saw an example of gay baiting was a photo of two famous dudes in a urinal next to each other <laughs> in a bathroom um, I'm going to have to find it and I'm going to tag you in it I'll find okay. it but it was two like Hollywood actors that are hot that they were in a immense restroom and they were looking over the urinal wall
0: uh-huh.
1: and so like that's a fantasy for gay guys to like have sex in public bathrooms that's just something okay. to do and okay. so like for them, it's like a fetish. It's like a, oh, whatever, a fantasy. And so that would be an example of gay baiting or like. Um,
0: oh, if, if, if a, a straight guy was like teasing and was like. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So like Drake, for example, like if Drake posted a shirtless selfie or a, a selfie of him pulling his pants down to the point where you could almost see it, like, yeah. and posting it on like a gay website or something like that would be an example of gay baiting.
0: Okay. Okay. I gotcha. Or the attention. So, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's what Adriana's doing.
1: Well, I mean, clearly it's working for her. She's getting the attention she wants. But I'll be curious to see how the relationship moves forward. Because I don't really see that as, like, sustainable as a storyline, right? It's not. I don't feel like that funny, ha-ha relationship is going to last longer than one season.
0: I kind of want to see Martina... Get into it with Adriana. Like puff up. Be like, leave my wife alone. Yeah, like get out of (laughs) here, you little bitch. Oh my God, that'd be so great. I I like Martina. I don't know what it is about her, but she, to me, seems so fucking cool. I want to hang out with her.
1: She tweeted something the other day, though, that was no fucking bueno. And I think she does have a history. Is she
0: problematic? I hope not.
1: I don't know if I'd call her problematic. What was it that she tweeted? I feel like I have homework. I have to get all these examples. Oh, no. I should have come prepared. Um, she I don't can't remember. It was something where I was like, oh, that's like off-color, like read the room type.
0: Oh no. Tweet.
1: I don't know what it is. Maybe I won't find it and I'll leave it alone so I don't ruin anyone's fun with Martina. Yeah,
0: I'm just gonna keep liking Martina for now.
1: <laughs> okay, then I'll I won't send it to you.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, Toby Wankinobi. Said, how much plastic surgery is too much?
1: Um, Well, I think that's a subjective question.
0: Agreed. Uh, I
1: personally, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with. I will never attack a woman or a man for that matter for and criticize anything that they cannot take off. For example, I'll criticize a look like, um, Meredith's reunion look was horrible
0: oh 100%
1: but I would never criticize her body yes yeah because yeah, yeah. that's not me and so as far as how much plastic surgery is too much I think there's definitely a a threshold where people could say it's too much but I am in no position to judge a woman and what she decides to do with what her perceived beauty is right yeah. I might think Lisa Hochstein would look beautiful with brunette hair, but if that's not going to make Lisa Hockstein happy and that's not what she wants, then that's not what she should do.
0: 100% I agree. And I'm turning 40 this year. So I'm starting to finally confront my aging. <laughs> I never really, I mean, people say I look like I did in high school. So (laughs) I haven't really had to worry about too much, but lately I'm like, Oh, you know what? I wouldn't be against maybe a little nip tuck here and there like, and whatever, if you asked me when I was 20 and stupid and judgy, I probably would have been like, so unnecessary, but I've evolved and I'm different now. And I totally, 100% agree with you. And I think whatever makes that person happy, like you said, the color of your hair, if you feel good with brown hair, wear brown hair, whatever, it's up to you. It's your body. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. I I mean,
1: it is what it is with the plastic surgery.
0: Okay. So these next two, I'm just giving a shout out to Kat, Pragmatic Panda. Can I have a shout out? I'll listen at work next week and feel special. Cause I'm like really high right now. And come Tuesday, I will have forgotten. I asked for this. So, okay.
1: Well, I mean, go. there it is.
0: <laughs> shout there out. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and then my, I just have one more shout out. So this is for, um, who said that it's from R H O M Stan account. I got to get on your podcast and smoke with you sometime.
1: This Not account so just followed me. I think today or yesterday probably today. Cause we, you were putting it up that I was recording with you today. I
0: think. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just, I, I wanted to include these because, you know, I'm doing this for people to listen to. And so I want to give shout outs to people who are actually listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's good. And I think here's another thing. When you are doing something like this, you definitely have to like, keep yourself humble. And I feel like there are certain pods out there of certain accounts out there that I feel like their ego gets in the way and it shouldn't because yeah. their podcasts are not that good. and <laughs> Their content is not that good. Aww. But if you just stay humble, then no one's ever talking shit about you. Like I just did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that you say that because When I joined Twitter, I was terrified. I mean, you know, it can be very toxic and nasty. And Mm -hmm. that's like the last thing that I am here for. I am not here for my own drama. I'm here for entertainment, to laugh, to have those moments that we talked about, like with Frankie, Family Karma season two. Like those are the moments that I'm here for that I just love. And the, the, comedic side of housewives is just i'm i'm living for it i would love like i love to reenact some of their scenes because they're so ridiculous (laughs) it's just so it's fun for me so i'm having a really good time doing all this and uh before i move on i just wanted to know do you have anything else about miami that you wanted to talk about
1: Mm, no other than the fact that those of y'all that are listening that are saying that it's too hyped, clearly have no taste, and you need to get on <laughs> board with the real hot of Miami. And so good. maybe if people went back and binge the old seasons, they'd understand. Yeah. They still wouldn't have the time between, but mm-hmm. they could maybe understand nostalgia. That's what I would say about Miami.
0: So before I even watched Miami, I heard I could see people talking about Miami and starting to hype it up because it was coming back and. I could feel that energy just from social media. I was like, people are talking about this. Like, I do feel like I'm missing out. So that's yes. why I went and binge. And I, it's like the best thing I ever did because now Miami's my second favorite franchise. It, it's in the running for first. Who knows? We'll see after the reunion because, Oof. oh my God, their reunion looks are going to be so good. I just got chills thinking about it.
1: I hope so. I hope so. I tried to be really positive about the Salt Lake City reunion look. And there are some really well-dressed women on that stage, but there are some that are not. And um, I was expecting more. So hopefully Miami comes like super glamorous, but I feel like Miami is right behind Beverly Hills. When you talk about opulence and and glamor, the city anyway, right? Like it's very rich. It's very opulent.
0: Going back to a bitchy TV guide from Twitter, do you think my Beverly Hills is still at a higher level as far as like glamor and wealth? I don't know, glitz, glam, all that stuff.
1: Than Miami? Yeah. Uh, Yes. I think that, well, I think they're two different two different things mm-hmm. I think that Miami oh they used the word elegant
0: this person okay. used the word elegant is it more is Miami more elegant or Beverly Hills uh
1: now well if we're talking about the word elegant then I think this statement could be true that Miami is more elegant than Beverly Hills right now
0: yeah Beverly Hills
1: old school was glamorous and elegant and very it was very diamond right like it was mm-hmm. very much like Beverly Hills and that's to say that the show sucks or anything because it doesn't it's <laughs> a great it's a great franchise but i do feel mm-hmm. like miami came back with a polished yeah feel i think maybe that's the word i'm going to use is polished. polished
0: yeah they are very polished mm-hmm. production i mean almost everything right like their looks yes. their their glam
1: confessionals the yeah, confessionals confessional, are so good
0: yeah, I agree.
1: Mm-hmm. Polished.
0: I'm so glad you love me. I do. Okay, so I'm gonna move on to something that I did as like a little fun thing. And it goes What's along this? with my it goes along with my brand. <laughs> so <laughs> I came up with um, so this week i Deep, stop deep
1: sleep based on the feedback you gave
0: me like an hour ago <laughs> so, I can
1: only imagine where this is going
0: yeah so let me I'm just gonna for anyone who's just listening because I have I'm gonna be posting video to my YouTube channel and to my Patreon but for those who are just listening I'll describe what it is that I'm showing so this segment is housewives as weed strains so <laughs> <laughs> I came up with Well, I have talked about this with someone, some other people before, but this week, I don't know, it just like kicked in. So I was thinking about bad weather and like Whitney and Heather, bad weather. I feel like there should be a strain for that. And I just found El Nino. So I was like, (laughs) oh my God, that is bad weather. And then it just started spiraling. And then I saw, and then um, right now this week, I have some purple train wreck that concentrate that I'm using. So that I'm medicating on. So I um, thought of Meredith Marks with her feather outfit, purple train yeah. rack.
1: Yes. Which, hello, <laughs> that speaks to her perfectly.
0: Yeah. And then I started going down this rabbit hole. So I was like, oh my gosh, there's a bio Jesus strain for for Mary Cosby. But, oh um, but this edition today for this episode, I have Housewives as weed strains Miami edition. So we got Dr. Nicole and I have her as an indica. If you know about cannabis strains, typically they're either sativa, indica, or a hybrid of both. So this one for Dr. Nicole, I picked deep sleep. It's an, uh, it looks like it's a heavy indica and it will probably put you to sleep versus being more energetic. So because I, I, I told you i think she's a snooze i'm sorry
1: <laughs> this segment is awesome though this
0: is such a good idea
1: <laughs> Thank it you. perfectly fits into your brand it does perfectly
0: next i have gertie okay oh we didn't we didn't even talk about gertie i know did... not at all tell me your feelings about gertie i think
1: she's good i'm excited to learn more about her i think her husband's very sexy oh my gosh um... So. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. I think her husband's very sexy Mm -hmm. and I think she's, she's a good addition. Um, I I don't want to hear about her like business anymore. Like I get (laughs) it. She plans weddings. I just, I don't want that to be her storyline for the next season if she stays for season five. Right. That's just my feeling.
0: Well, I do like seeing her events though, because they're amazing. One of my besties in real life, she's an event planner And I go, Oh my God, she doesn't watch housewives or anything. I go, Oh my gosh, this woman Gertie. And she's like, Oh, I know her. I follow her. And she goes, I can't believe she's doing housewives. I was like, well, I like her. And the reason why I picked prom queen, which is a hybrid strain is because I just, I love the story about her and her husband, how they're high school sweethearts. Like you said, he's easy on the eyes. He's a good looking man. And I just love them two together. And I have this fantasy of like, they're like the perfect high school, sweetheart couple. They're going to be together forever. They love each other unconditionally. They never fight. They have sex every day. They leave notes for each other every morning. I am just going to run with it because, and hope that, you know, like I'm, I want to keep that image of them. Right. But, or the, In that way. But the reason why I picked prom queen is because I feel like their marriage, because they're high school sweethearts is like so prom queen, prom king, like if we were to, you know, crown anyone on housewives, like, I feel like she should be prom queen.
1: You know, you say that, I guess I could think about that too. And probably because of the story that they have, like they were high school sweethearts, they were like, they could have been prom king and queen because they were together and what a fabulous story and all of that crap oh
0: my gosh yeah I just so like it. I totally
1: get why why you went there for sure
0: okay cool <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope none of these are flops <laughs> so Lisa I actually had a really hard time with Lisa um finding a strain for her I picked space candy so the reason why I picked space candy is because she's now a mom which I could have cried when I saw that she had two kids especially after season 2 and 3 she her and lenny were going through it with you know um ivf and everything and i know a lot of women can relate to that i have friends who are going through that right now and it's it's heartbreaking so to see her with kids is so great and like now she's got now she's got her kids she's that mom you know and that and i when i think of mom and kids i think of like candy or whatever but it's i like her storyline because is she showing or they're showing us that Lisa's finally got like everything she's ever wanted Mm which but she she doesn't seem that happy happy.
1: yes exactly
0: and I don't yeah I don't know
1: well I just I I want to say that I agree with you I don't I don't know if she's truly happy in that marriage anymore
0: well did you um did you read the blog that the mistress wrote no. Oh, I did.
1: <laughs> oh, no. What did it say?
0: I mean, so I didn't realize anybody wrote anything. She wrote something. So she's actually from Bad Girls Club, the mistress. Her the name show? is. Yeah, I don't I don't watch a show, but somebody told uh. me she's her name is Morgan from Bad Girls Club. And um, she had a blog that's like a Patreon or something. So you have to pay for it. So I couldn't even Google it, but somebody posted it and she basically made it sound like Lenny had lied to her and she was not interested. And it wasn't until like Lisa was like somehow confirmed it or like made Lenny made this mistress believe that they were truly separated and which Lisa confirmed they were thinking about getting a divorce. So it sounds like it does add up. And she said they even saw she was with Morgan was with Lenny at a club and Lisa was at a different table and saw them. And so Morgan allegedly thought, you know, like, oh, she knows everything. So this is not as bad as it seems. And so um, but then Lisa and Lenny reconciled. And then after they reconciled, Lisa, allegedly her and her friends all throughout town for months and months were bullying Morgan yelling in her fit whatever for you know like over multiple months and morgan said she just took it because she did feel guilty like i was you know involved in this like estranged marriage type of thing like she had some guilt or whatever but um she said she finally went up to lisa and was like you better leave me the fuck alone or i don't know something and then and then all of that ended allegedly again um, so I don't know, like it didn't really sway my love for Lisa. Cause I, I really love Lisa, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know.
1: I feel like, how could you blame her?
0: Yeah, I know.
1: If, if it, it's like Brandy Glenville and Sheena, right? Like I never blame Brandy for her saying or doing anything to Sheena that she did because Sheena cheated on. Uh, right well Sheena cheated with Eddie on Brandy
0: right but so Sheena alleges that she didn't know right uh,
1: well I guess I don't know see that's Vanderpump Rules I don't <laughs> love that show I'm not invested oh, but you love and I,
0: Beverly Hills
1: I do okay. and I love Brandy so she really could do no wrong in my book but that's another episode <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I picked space candy. There were other candy strains, but candy because she's like a mom and space because I just feel like she's in this empty space right now. Like she has everything, but she's still void, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And I think I go a step further and say that space candy fits her because uh, her appearance is that of a space cadet. She's blonde. (laughs) You would think that she like is not smart but she is so she's one yeah. of those people that surprises you so I think space candy could be a cute play on that too yeah like Cameron Westcott in Dallas she's not stupid but she's totally blonde
0: yeah she and she loves pink and I <laughs> I love that about Cameron um okay so next one I have Alexia this is pretty obvious wedding cake, wedding yeah. cake. Yep. I really hope that Alexia gets her dream wedding um I want Alexia to have her all her dreams come true she's like if I could be a fairy godmother I would grant that for Alexia
1: she deserves it I think that she has had a lot of trials and tribulations in her life and she's come out ahead yeah and so I think yes I I agree that I would like to to see her have everything she ever wanted
0: yeah agreed And then I have Julia, Russian doll. I mean, it's perfect, right? She is Mm -hmm. a Russian doll. On on this week's episode, they're playing truth or dare at that sleepover. And the way she said there, she's like, do you want truth or dare? Julia was the absolute cutest thing ever. She's like, dare. Just so stinking cute. I totally get why men and women love her.
1: Well, and you know what she's so thankful for? She's so thankful for the ability to be herself.
0: Yes, I love that. And
1: I think that that's a view that sometimes does not get translated on Housewives. I think that everyone just assumes that everyone is accepted everywhere they go. And people don't often think about other people's struggles because we're too busy wrapped up in our own, which there's nothing wrong with that. We all have to live our own lives. But I think that she's done a good job of showing gratitude for the fact that she can walk around Miami, hold her wife's hand, like yes. live this authentic life because she couldn't where she was from before.
0: I know. It's so I sad. love Julia.
1: I think she's a great casting. I'm happy with her.
0: I am so happy with her. I just love her. And actually, she has a very dark past as well. And I'm not saying it's dark on her part, but there are things around her that have oh, happened. Yes. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you know or anyone who's listening who wants to know, um, essentially, Julia had a son with a very rich man in another country. They never wound up getting married. Um, And then while she was, I don't know if it was during her pregnancy, but at some point, um, I think his lawyer, because he was so wealthy, said you need to get a DNA test. And he like hired a private investigator and there was allegedly like, four men or something that could have been the father. And so, but there was never a DNA test as far as I understand. However, um, the father of this baby, he was connected to all these people. He hired a, um, a nanny to watch their son while Julia was not home. And under that nanny's care, the child had passed away. They found drugs in his system and they uh, are alleging or they're saying that he was possibly shaken and that nanny has disappeared.
1: But she's not alive?
0: Don't know where she went.
1: Oh, so like basically. Could be alive,
0: could be dead. We don't know. She just, they couldn't find her after like all that went down because. Obviously if something like that happens that person is going to be questioned they're going to be like what happened you know well hopefully but um so yeah it's bizarre that she was never to be found again but then even worse i don't know how many years later it was like a couple years or maybe 5 years um the father of that son was murdered by a prostitute who was like known in this elite circle that they were in and she only got like one year in jail. She confessed. She said, yeah, I shot him because he said no whore is worth a million dollars or something like that. And so she shot him like five times in the chest while he was in head to toe latex, nude nude color latex with a dildo in his butt.
1: Where do you find this stuff? (laughs) Like, seriously, I had no idea. I knew about the disappearing child. I didn't know about the nanny. But the latex moment with the dildo, like, that's just, I, like, I guess I just don't deep dive like that.
0: He was, his arms were tied behind his back. They said it was like some kind of bondage thing and it just went too far. And, but this woman, because she was connected to all these people, she only got like a year in jail for murdering him.
1: Well, I mean, the justice system, apparently in every country, I mean, especially over there. Yeah. Especially over there. But
0: yeah. So sorry. (laughs) The Russian doll. Oh, wait, I have one more. Okay. So Larsa, I got Richie Rich because she is bringing in cash money. When she said $10,000 a day on OnlyFans, I was like, wait. A month and then she, they were I had to like rewind it because oh. that is obscene.
1: So we're in January, let's say that's three hundred and ten dollars a month.
0: Wait, what? No, 10000
1: dollars well, $10, $10, a day a day times thirty-one days is three hundred and ten thousand dollars a month. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she's got just from her only fans she's getting millions and then on top of it she has her other businesses so she is loaded
1: rich she yeah she
0: is rich bitch
1: that is a lot of money wow
0: and she's got scotty's money too like who? she does not need to be selling feet pictures just well
1: you know, and I was one of these haters, right? Like I said before, like I was a Larsa hater, and I was like really like OnlyFans, like taking feet pictures, <laughs> like you? But my like, husband if, is
0: so into me doing it. By the way, I if I could make three
1: hundred ten thousand dollars by taking a picture of my raggedy ass feet, I would do it. Should I? Well, I mean, try it and <laughs> see. If you have your husband's consent, as like a like a test, as like a trial, see yeah. what happens. Well, I've you... often thought about my see if my husband would allow me to do the same thing. <laughs> I have really nice thighs, and so I'm sure Ooh. there's guys who have thigh fetishes that I. Oh my gosh! Make money on there's
0: probably a big market for thighs. Mm-hmm. Thighs.
1: <laughs> Hilarious that we're talking about this.
0: <laughs> Sorry if anyone from your work is listening. I hope. Oh not. God! This is so fun. It is. It is a good time. Well, I want to thank you so much. For being on the show, thank you for opening up and sharing. I love your takes. I love your opinions. I love to see, hear your viewpoint on Housewives. So I really appreciate you, you know, joining me today. And I, I want to thank um, all my Twitter and Instagram besties. I want to thank Peacock for even having Miami on. Thank yes. you, Peacock. And I want to say thank you to all the listeners. Next week, I'm going to have another new episode and hopefully if I get child care, maybe I'll have some more bonus episodes come out, but I just want everyone to go ahead, subscribe, like, review, engage, all that good stuff and stay lit fam. We'll see you all next week.